Now this is a story all about how my... Hey guys, Dino Gomez here and you are listening to the Secrets of Coaching podcast where we break down the nuances of growing a seven-figure online coaching business and we are about to get started in three, two, one. Hey guys, Dino Gomez here coming at you with your daily 60-second coaching tip. And it was interesting, I uh, was talking to a friend recently and they're wanting to get into the coaching space and so we're having this conversation um, and they were you know, debating between going low ticket and high ticket to get started with their coaching business. And so you know, they, um, they're like, hey uh, bud, I've, I've been watching your videos and stuff like that. I see you're, you're, um, you know, you're, you're big on starting with high ticket because I don't have a big audience and new coaches don't have a big audience. So I, I understand why you are um, suggesting going high ticket because you only need a few clients, right? Um, and, and so he's like, I completely understand that. And, uh, and then he asked a question. And this question reminded me um, when, uh, you know, when I first transitioned into mentoring coaches, it reminded me, of, reminded me of some of the questions I would get on sales calls, all right? And, and so that is, a, that is a tip for you guys out there. Make sure you record all of your sales calls if you are a solo coach, because at some point, you may decide you want to grow and build out a team and, and scale your business, at which point it's really, really valuable to have call recordings that uh, you can use to help train uh, sales reps that are, that are going to work for you. And so um, talking with my buddy here, it, it um, you know, it, it reminded me of some of the questions uh, that I would get on a sales call, right? And, and, uh, and so one of those such questions is the what if question. And so we're going to talk today real fast about how to overcome that what if question on a sales call, right? So you're on the sales call and you haven't made your pitch yet, but you're kind of leading that direction. You're chatting with the prospect. They have some questions, right? And one of the questions they give you give you is is um is a what if question what if this happens what if this other thing happens right there's what ifs what ifs what ifs right and so what I want to talk today talk to you about today right is how to overcome the what if objection and this is powerful guys and and so it's it's a tendency for a lot of folks right because the the way the way in which we communicate with with other people I like to call other people humans so the way we communicate with other humans right is is oftentimes we're very direct somebody asks us a question and we explain a logical answer um, but it's not always the most um, it's not always the most proficient way to convince somebody or persuade somebody um, uh, you know in into to like uh, to actually adopt uh, what your belief system is really what you want to do is help your prospect or whoever you're talking to come to the own conclusion, right? That that conclusion that aligns with um, your belief system, right? It's really hard to tell somebody this is what you should believe. And it's much more effective to ask the right questions so that they come to the same outcome on their own. You know, they, they calculate that themselves. So I got, I got this what if question on a sales call. It's the same kind of question I got when I was chatting with my buddy. And he's like, okay, well, I, you know, I was thinking I would start off by selling my coaching services at like $200 for my program, right? And he's like, but I know that you, you know, you highly suggest starting several thousand dollars, right? Going high ticket. So I don't need a lot of, uh, a lot of clients. And, and so then I get, he, you know, my buddy asked me the what if question. And again, this is the same what if question I've, I've gotten on sales calls prior to, you know, growing our team. And, and so that what if question is, hey, Dina, what if I, I do price high ticket? and nobody buys because it's too expensive, right? There's the what if question. Now, right, it's, it's, 
it's oftentimes we want to talk in circles around it or no, it's not, you know, that's not going to happen because the marketing will be awesome or this will be awesome or, you know, like, right. But that's not helping answer that question, right? That's still a belief that they might have in their head is like, oh my gosh, what if, right? That's an emotional attachment of like, what if I fail, right? And so uh, telling them that, that that's not going to happen isn't going to solve their issue. And so instead we want them to come to their own conclusion. So you, if you get a what if question, one of the most powerful things you can do is return a what if question with another what if question. All right. So for example, hey, Dino, what if I go high ticket and nobody buys? And, and so first you always justify th- their belief, right? Um, and so it's like, well, yep, I completely understand that. That's a great question. Uh, my buddy's name is Mike. Mike, let me ask you this. What if you go low ticket at $200 and you only sell two people? Well, $400 a month cut it for you, right? And then Mike stopped for a second and he goes, huh, good point, right? And, and then he moves on to another question, right? So I could tell him like, no, it won't happen and this and this and this, the marketing will be awesome. People will be ready to pay all these different things, but he's still going to be like, ah, I don't know. I don't know. No. So instead, right. Instead of fighting that, what if you do go low ticket and, and only two or four people buy, let's five people buy, you made a thousand dollars is a thousand dollars a month. Cut it for you. Right. You know, versus just selling high ticket, you land one client at 5K, right? That's a that's a, a great living. That'll cover expenses and stuff like that. And that's just one client. So, um, re- you know, responding rhetorically with a what if question with another what if, what, if, what if question, right? Or you could also go the other route. What, you know, what if uh, two people buy and you're selling for 5K? That's 10 grand from two clients. What if that happens? Um, so there's a couple of different ways to do it. But I, I do believe the most effective way is to combat it with the other option, which is, well, what if you do go low ticket? Because that's what they're considering and only two people buy. And and right. And that that one kind of really makes people think as well. What if it you know is a su- successful low ticket and it still doesn't ma- mathematically make sense to make a living from it? So um, that's one I wanted to share with you guys today. Right. Uh, how to overcome the what if objections on sales calls or when you're just chatting with somebody. Um, so that they can come to their own uh, conclusion on that call. Um, So that is it for this training today, guys. I hope this was super helpful. Hope you guys are doing awesome. Hey, Diego Gomez here. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to head on over to thesecretsofcoaching.com for more resources, downloads, videos, and cheat sheets to help you grow your online coaching business. All right, and if you picked up a cool tip or strategy from this particular episode, we would love a five-star review where every single month we choose one lucky winner to win access to one of our coaching programs. All right, so that is it for this episode, guys. We will see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye.